Hi everybody, this is Stephanie from Razzle Dazzle Rabbitry and Yarns, LLC. This is episode 94, and we want to answer the question of how we choose an Angora rabbit based on wool. So, one of the most obvious and first things we're going to look at is we're going to look at color. So, it doesn't pay for us, it doesn't pay for me to choose a rabbit if I don't need that color. Of wool. If I have a lot of black torts, which I do right now, I don't need to choose another black tort. So the next uh, aspect of color is the density. So the density of the color. Is this a bright color? Is this Does this color go very far down? Is this color um, more of a subdued color or is this a really rich vibrant color by looking at the actual entire length of the wool you can take a look at the color and with germans you might find that the angora is darker at the tips it's lighter at the base with a lot of other angora breeds you'll see that too however um, because Germans just keep growing and growing and growing wool, you might find that the color of the wool seems, as the rabbit gets older, to fade a little bit. But not always. So next is the density of the wool itself. By simply looking at a rabbit, you can just part the wool or blow into the coat, and you'll be able to see how dense the wool is. So do you see a lot of skin? Or is the wool tightly packed together on the baby bunny? the length of the wool is looked at as well. This is something that if you were to take just a simple ruler, put it from the skin of the bunny, the base of the ruler to the skin of the bunny, and measuring up, if the rabbit's one month old, how much wool growth do you have? If it's two months old, how much wool growth do you have in length? Also, there's matting. So if you have a baby bunny and you're, you're going to pay attention to it and you're going to look at one month old, does it have any matting? At two months old, does it have any matting? At three months old, does it have any matting? And you want to take a look at where the matting is. All of these things, what helps is if you wait to sell your baby bunnies. If you sell all your baby bunnies at eight weeks without knowing and without ever having bred two different rabbits together and without having looked at the litter in comparison to other litters as well as each individual bunny within the litter in compared to each other if you take a look and you sell the bunnies without properly noticing and seeing what exactly are you producing for a wall you do not know when you breed again what exactly you might get so when i'm looking at baby bunnies i'm going to compare the baby bunnies to what i know of their past litters what i know of their parents what i know of the baby bunnies compared to each other so if you take two black baby bunnies and if you put them side by side, you will start noticing differences. You might notice the difference in length. You might notice difference in density. You might notice difference in furnishings. I don't like rabbits with completely full furnished faces, but I don't like rabbits without any furnishings whatsoever. I like a balance of in-between. If I have furnishings, I want those furnishings on the rabbit's ears, their face, I want their feet, I want them to be actual usable wool. If that wool doesn't grow properly and if it's not usable, it becomes a nuisance 
and I don't want it then. So if I'm going to have furnishings on a rabbit, I want that rabbit to be able to produce furnishings that are useful when I shear the rabbit. Otherwise, it just turns into a waste. You, you can also use the sense of touch. So you may notice when you touch one baby bunny's coat, it may feel a bit silkier. It may feel a bit smoother. It may feel a bit finer. You may notice with a different baby bunny's coat, you may just feel it feels a bit more coarse. It may feel a bit more... Uh, dense. It may feel a bit more wiry. Uh, guard hair is something that when the when the rabbit gets older is very noticeable. So some people prefer no guard hair in their angora. Some people don't mind. I don't mind guard hair in my angora because of the way I process it. If I want to dye my angora, if I want to drum card my angora, multiple passes through the drum carder, I want angora that is durable. And the only way that I know in the rabbits that I'm producing, if this is wool that I want, is if I have used the parent's wool and if I have used baby wool as well. And so for me, it's really hands-on. It's really a process of taking a look, using my eyes, using my sense of touch, being able to take a look and see all of these factors together. And it's balanced out with what I would like to do with the wool. So if I wanted wool that was only for sending to the mill, then I would go with a little bit more of the German type of wool. However, because I'm not sending my Angora to the wool, to the mill, I can choose wool that it's still durable, but I'm going to be hand processing it with my drum carter. And it can be a little bit less of the German type of wool. So for example, Arthur is 50% English, 50% German. He doesn't have as much guard hair as a typical German. And his wool just seems to be a little bit fluffier, a little bit finer, kind of more of your English variety than the German variety. However, he still has enough durability in the actual wool itself for standing up to hand processing like drum carding. So hopefully that helps answer the question of how do we choose an Angora rabbit just based on their wool?